0: Good morning, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I am your host, Sarah Arnold, and today I want to talk about this very interesting TikTok that I came across recently. Um, I can't recall who it was that posted it, but basically, in a nutshell, it was talking about how um, feeling like you don't know who is safe and feeling emotionally dysregulated and then being a very literal person and needing things to be spelled out for you. Um, along with, uh, some other things, um, maybe thinking you're on the spectrum and, uh, things to that effect, um, how come to find out all of these things can actually be a side effect of narcissistic abuse, right? And basically the, the way through this is to, you know, basically allow yourself to feel your feelings and then at the same time to, to basically to give yourself grace and patience and understanding you know, that this isn't a permanent state and that you, you will heal and I'll be forward and say, this couldn't have come at a better time for me. And I say that because some of the feedback that I have received in my uh, current romantic partnership is that I'm always very literal. Um, there are certain jokes that he makes that I don't get uh, because I don't understand that he's joking. Um, I'm completely missing the nuance of that social engagement altogether. And there was a certain light bulb that went off when I saw this because I have been struggling and was interesting to me is that this is something that I only struggle with in the parameters of my current romantic relationship. So I don't know what this means, but it's fascinating that if I hadn't experienced this, I wouldn't understand that these things that I feel like I'm struggling with in my brain are really just a fucking side effect of, you know, um, my marriage really. And so, yeah, I, it was, it was an interesting thing to kind of have that light bulb turned on, on that, on, um, the mental state that I'm in and realizing that this is where, even where I'm at right now, This is still, like, not permanent. This is still part of the healing process. This will continue, but I really have to give myself grace and be patient with myself in these circumstances and able to get to the other side of whatever stage this is. And I think I needed to hear that, and I needed to see that at the time that I came across it. And so I'm very glad that I did. What's interesting as well, though, and I think this is something that a lot of people miss, is that in any of our relationships, this doesn't fucking matter, like friendships, um, romantic partnerships within our familial uh, relationships, that at the end of the day, toxic behavior begets toxic behavior and so how we all express that in these kinds of circumstances can be very different but a lot of things too and this is again this is my own opinion um i don't think that the whole narrative that narcissism is evil and narcissists are bad and they're you know malicious individuals is 100% true I think a lot of these types of qualities and behaviors that these people will exhibit and involve in when it comes to their um, romantic partnerships their friendships and their interactions with their family don't in fact stem from you know malicious intent but rather, From a state of oblivion and I say that because if I were to just get right down into it I'm gonna be really fucking honest here okay my mom and my dad are both extremely oblivious and self-centered people now they want to be good people and they want to care about others but the reality of the situation is that both of them are basically broken people based on the upbringing that they had experienced. And so what they did by and large was create a household dynamic that was like and. It was very full of insecurity um, and a lot of tension and neglect, you know, and understanding that I see, like, I look at myself and then I also look at my siblings and I see very heavily that by and large, all four of us are like 100% a product of our upbringing And it's just really interesting to me that how, how this plays out in terms of being adults and how we all exhibit these things, you know, the side effects of that, like how this impacts our adult lives. It's all very different, but it's still very prevalent regardless. Now I'm going to take me as an example because obviously I really don't give a fuck about um, airing my issues out in this capacity, right? So I've been engaged in multiple relationships with people in which um, basically there's been some form of like people pleasing or like negating myself uh, to just to keep whomever it is that I'm involved with content or happy or whatever. And... I've allowed this to happen, you know, and in these circumstances there's a lot of enabling behaviors and due to me not speaking up for myself or not receiving a response to, you know, when I do, um, I will remain dissatisfied, right? This is a very normal theme. Um something similar also has come up in a lot of my friendships and through a lot of soul searching I've realized that Like the onus is on me for this, but at the end of the day, how this plays out in terms of childhood is that I have been programmed very early on that my needs, my wants, and my desires don't matter, and so therefore, this is the story that I tell myself on a subconscious level based on that, and this is what I'm acting out pretty consistently okay, is that my needs, wants, and desires don't matter, and so therefore, I don't put them out there and this is how it impacts me in one capacity in terms of the relationships that I have with other people and now I don't think my mom and dad they weren't you know physically abusive and to my recollection they weren't really emotionally abusive instead they were just neglectful extremely fucking neglectful and so There's a lot of scars from that, you know? And now I would say for me personally, I, within the parameters of my marriage, I enacted those things that I thought by either not speaking up or if I did speak up, you know, I was obviously engaged with somebody that really was not focused on, you know, respecting my boundaries, meeting my needs, and, you know, actively having a healthy relationship that just wasn't part of the dialogue in any context or capacity within the confines of my marriage. And so, during that whole time frame, I basically was pegged into this role that I refer to a lot as Secretary Hooker Mother Maid because I feel like that synopsis really does give all of the expectations that were placed on me within the parameters of that relationship you know now you pair that with all of the feelings of inadequacy that my ex had in terms of their gender identity and their emotional health or lack thereof and it was a recipe for a disaster And I don't think that there was any direct malicious intent with this, but at the same time, what I do think is that there was a lot of oblivion. You know, I, when I did vocalize how I felt about things, that was not really being received and therefore... A lot of my needs went unmet. Um, The things that I desired to feel safe and secure within the parameters of that relationship weren't something that we're really invested in, in any capacity. And so a lot of resentment built. And then, you know, along the way, I lost my identity and what this goes back to for me. So, right. I was having a conversation today with the guy that I'm involved with and I was telling him about that realistically speaking there are a multitude of women that are dissatisfied within their relationships all for the same reasons like it's a very common thing for women to be and involved in you know these marriages and these relationships in which they basically feel like they are being pegged into a not dissimilar role and they are dissatisfied because their needs are not being met you know and they are not being validated and they are not being made to feel safe within the parameters of their relationship and it's very common for the disgruntled housewife to stay you know like I I feel as though I am very fortunate in that it took me a long time to realize that I'm not safe here. I'm not happy here. This is not for me anymore. And I expressed, you know, what had happened that kind of drew me to that point in terms of um, Christmas Eve. And there was some other crazy shit that followed after that. And, like, he just looked like he was, like, receiving the information from me. And it kind of makes me sad and it makes me sick that this is a commonality but then at the same time at the end of the day there the dynamic of the jealousy and insecurity added to certain levels of what i experienced you know and it's funny to me because like within the confines of my marriage i I experienced a different form of abuse through neglect, you know, because at the end of the day, like, like it or not, that's what it is. You know, um, if, if somebody goes through a prolonged period in which they are feeling like their emotions are either invalid or they are being dismissed by their partner, their loved ones, whatever, like there's it creates a very unhealthy dynamic realistically speaking it really does and I think for a majority of people that 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 comes from a place of complacency and ignorance and oblivion not from a place of malice and I think it's really important that people like myself and fucking everybody else on the earth when you are involved with other people that it's important to take time and reflect on your own behaviors and how they impact that person that you're involved with and then top that off as well is um, complacency you know what I mean getting comfortable and getting complacent can sometimes lead to you know, the disintegration of said relationship you know, if you're not being consciously aware of how you involve yourself with other people then it's very easy for these types of unhealthy things to just become part of the routine and that's another part of what I had experienced when I was married and so it's just something that I think people need to be aware of um when it comes to any kind of involvements that they're experiencing and unfortunately i would say the reality of the situation is those that are aware of their behaviors and what they say and how that impacts another human being are the minority in this day and age and i think it makes engaging with other people very challenging something else that i don't think a lot of people reflect on which i'm beginning to it's also very important is how compatible are we with these people that we choose to involve ourselves with in terms of what we value and How that manifests into our physical reality you know it's important things to really think about when it comes to investing our time is how we how how we invest and is this fruitful you know not just for one party but for both and how is it fruitful You know, is this something where you, I know it sounds terrible, but seriously, are you going to see a long-term return on your investment? Um, it's food for thought, you know? Um, I'll give another example of myself and that's that, um, so I need a calm physical environment to help maintain a calm mental environment and how that translates into reality is that I keep a very tidy space, you know, I like everything in its place and a place for everything kind of, you know, it's very important to me and it helps me to keep a calm mind to have things where they go, right? And what's funny, and this is something I think about sometimes. Um, not often, but just periodically, is I wonder how much of that stems from not wanting to become my mother, who is messy, both physically and mentally, and then how much of that stems from, like, a desire, you know, for some form of approval from my dad, who my father was a little bit more of a clean freak. Now, He didn't really contribute to assisting the maintenance of that. But at the same time, it's just that that was an area where my parents had different values. And that's another thing that I kind of think about sometimes. And it makes me wonder um, how much toxic relationships and toxic environments are bred, again, just on oblivion. And I mean, my, I'll use my parents as an example because it's what I have. I have my parents and I have my, my own fucking marriage, right? How much do we create toxic atmospheres in our own lives just based on simple signs of incompatibility where there is no compromise, you know? It's food for thought. Like, how much do we create that just based on simple incompatibility where we are resistant to seeing and realizing that And then when we do finally see and realize that there's no compromise to be had and therefore it just creates a very unhealthy dynamic where regardless of what's occurring, there's always somebody that's not satisfied, you know, due to that lack of compromise and probably also a lack of clear communication, I would say as well, because Realistically speaking, active listening is a very important communication tool that I would go so far as to say is completely negated by the masses. You know, the amount of people that have genuine active listening skills that can engage in conversation that is, you know, a legitimate back and forth are few and far between. And what I'm seeing is how difficult that is to overcome, you know, like circumstantially, because I'll be fair and say, one of the things that I have noticed in my life and I'm starting to modify this, you know, the older I get, the more I'm modifying this, is I have a tendency to attract these very conversation-dominant people that will, for lack of a better way of putting it, hijack a conversation and almost, like, hold you hostage with their words and this is a very common theme in my life and I think obviously it stems back to childhood because let's just be real both my mom and my dad are the same in that context you know pardon my French but my dad doesn't know when to shut the fuck up you know it, it is what it is and then when it comes to my mom it's like she talks a lot and it's almost like you can't just sit there in silence with her like there's something about it that makes her extremely uncomfortable and so it seems like she has to fill the air with fucking noise you know and typically that noise is the sound of her own voice and i mean my dad might have the same issue it's just it's different Because he's seemingly seeking some form of external validation, you know, or some kind of attention that he probably never received. And I mean, she probably is too, to some degree or another. But I don't know. The expression of it somehow, it's the same concept, but the expression just seems just a little bit different. And. It's very difficult to deal with that in any kind of a relationship, because it's not for lack of desire. It's, you know, it's not that they don't care about you. They're just too self-centered to, you know, be able to see beyond their nose in terms of You know real legitimate connection and to some degree it kind of makes me sad because I don't think people that carry themselves in that way are ever going to experience a level of genuine connection you know until they can stop and take the time to learn how to listen. Because anybody can talk. Like, the speaking part of communicating for most people, I'm not gonna say for all, but for most people, is relatively easy. Being able to shut the fuck up long enough to listen to what somebody else is saying. And receive that information, you know, whatever it may be, is the real challenge that I think humanity could benefit from, you know, more people becoming more engaged in active listening. And then also just with some form of empathy for other people, you know, like say some motherfucker cuts you off in traffic or something to that effect, you know. You don't know what the fuck is going on with them. Who gives a shit? Like, is this really going to matter five years from now? No. So, why care today? You know? Like, why raise your blood pressure unnecessarily? I don't know. That's just kind of where I'm at right now. And that's kind of what's in the forefront of my head. Is that getting the real understanding that I feel like narcissism is getting confused a lot in culture right now with psychopathy and sociopathy i don't know if i'm pronouncing that second one right but whatever because yes there are malignant narcissists however i think at the end of the day everyone has the propensity for narcissistic tendencies and where it really stems from is an inability to be empathetic to others you know and so yeah that's just my food for thought so thank you for listening and in the meantime be well